But you remember when you were a kid and your parents said, don't be afraid? How well did that work? I remember when I was a kid, vividly, my parents saying, don't be afraid, right before I got on my first kiddie roller coaster. Never forget. Name of the roller coaster was the Candy Cane Coaster. <laughs> At a little place called Santa's Workshop, an amusement park in Colorado. I was maybe five years old. My younger brother was with me. We were all there. I'm looking at this kitty roller coaster. And I had been on the, you know, I'd been on the little ones that go in circles. And I was thinking, maybe today is the day for the candy cane coaster. But I was a little scared. My brother was scared. So my, my mom and dad said, don't be afraid. It's just a roller coaster. <laughs> so we got on, got buckled in. And it's just, you know, it goes around, up and down, with some twists and turns. And the thing takes off. I don't know how this is even considered a kiddie roller coaster. It takes off. It's going up and down, side to side. And my brother, are scre we're screaming, you know, to death, get us off, get us off. We're crying. We're the only two kids on the roller coaster. We're going around. And I realize we're the only two kids on the coaster, and we both want off. So as we're coming around, we're at, uh, like I said, it's called, the amusement park is Santa's Workshop. We're coming around the corner, and I look at the elf that's controlling the ride, and just tear on my face. I'm like, stop the ride. And what I can remember is the elf looking at me with a sneer on its face, twisting its little mustache and going, ah, ha, 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 and making it go even faster. I know that's how it happened, because that's how I remember it. <laughs> Do not try to get me on a roller coaster. I'm terrified of roller coasters. I need counseling because of roller coasters. Today we're talking about fear. And uh, we're in a series called Questions Jesus Asked. And we're looking at some of these powerful questions Jesus asked in the Gospels. By some counts, Jesus asked over 300 questions. Isn't that amazing? And he never wasted a question. And today we're going to look at a question Jesus asked. It's a very simple question. And that question is, why... Are you so afraid? And we're looking at this issue of fear in our lives, and it's an important conversation because fear is a part of our lives. Fear is real. And the truth of the scriptures is that we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to let fear dominate and control our life. And that is the truth behind this fear-defying question that Jesus asks. Why are you so afraid? So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to the book of Mark, chapter 4. And Mark is writing, he's, he's telling the story, um, most likely from Peter, who would have been there. 
Mark chapter 4, we're looking at verse 35. Let's look at it together. Now, the, the disciples, they're, they're on a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and they are terrified. They're fearing for their lives. And Jesus is going to teach them a powerful truth about fear that is going to change their relationship with fear. And today, this story, this truth, what Jesus is teaching us can actually change our relationship with fear and how we relate to fear in our life. And hopefully, every one of us will be leaving here today asking this same question, why am I so afraid? Because I don't have to live in fear anymore. So Mark chapter 4, Mark tells the story. You heard from Peter in verse 35. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. It's very interesting. This is Jesus' idea the whole time. Leaving the crowds behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Really? The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified. And they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Wow, what an incredible story. Let's pray. God, thank you for today. As we look at fears that are deep in our heart, God, real fears, we just ask that you would speak to the fear and bring calm to our hearts and calm to our lives. Lord, teach us to trust you in the midst of the storm. Change our relationship with fear today in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're looking at this story and the disciples are afraid. And it's not just the disciples who feel feel fear. We all feel fear. So we just start today, we acknowledge this simple truth that fear is a part of our lives. But what I find interesting about this story is that even the disciples who are in the boat with Jesus feel afraid. And so can we just see that today? Can we realize that even in our own lives, even with Jesus in our life, even for those disciples with Jesus in the boat, they felt afraid. It's, fear is a part of our lives. And Jesus, he's been teaching all day. Evening comes, and at the command of Jesus, they, they cross this lake. And it's as they cross this lake that Jesus, interestingly, He's he's in control this whole time. He's actually leading them right into fear. And that fear comes in a furious and terrifying storm. We look at verse 37. It says, a furious squall came up. This is crazy. The waves are breaking over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. So this is a serious storm. And I don't know if you've ever... Um, studied, you know, the Sea of Galilee, what this, this sea is like. The best way to picture it is like a cereal bowl. 
And uh, actually, the Sea of Galilee is 690 feet below sea level. Isn't that crazy? 690 feet below sea level. And it is surrounded by these mountains and hills all around it. So when the wind kicks up, it, it actually is, is like a wind tunnel. And what they say is within five or ten minutes, if you get the right winds at the right direction, at the right speed, it can kick up the most furious storm you've ever seen in a matter of minutes. And you can get these ten-foot waves, you know, crashing into your boat. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be? Suddenly the storm picks up out of nowhere. Now, you look at who is in the boat. It's, it's Jesus, it's the disciples. What were the disciples doing before they met Jesus? Fishing, right? They are fishermen. These are men who have spent their entire lives fishing right here on this lake, on this Sea of Galilee. They have spent their lives here. They know this water. They've experienced this storms. You know, we say today, it's not my first rodeo. This was not their first rodeo. And yet, they've never seen a storm like this. They are fearing for their lives. This is a serious storm. They are in, in, in terrible danger. And where is Jesus in the midst of this storm? Sleeping. I know it's been a hard day. I know he's been teaching and healing and... Really? Like, I wonder if he was kind of laying there with one eye open. Like, uh, are you going to wake me up yet? <laughs> Let's get this thing over with. I don't know. You know, maybe he was fast asleep. But what it says in verse 38 is Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher... Don't you care if we drown? You're terrified. Teacher, we are drowning. Help us. We all feel fear. And we all know what it's like to be afraid. We've all experienced that. And I think we have this idea that if Jesus is in my boat, I'm not going to have to face any of my fears. And that is not true. That's actually a false theology. And I think it's okay to recognize today that even with Jesus in the boat, we're going to face some fears in our life. And sometimes, because Jesus is in the boat and because Jesus wants us to trust him, we are going to face fears in our life. Fear is a part of the journey. So what are you, what are you afraid of? What fear are you experiencing in your heart? What, what stress are you living with today? Some, it's a financial fear. And, and we have experienced this, and you're, you're going... How am I going to pay this bill? How are we going to afford this? I think others, it's a relational fear. You're going, I don't know if this relationship is going to last. What if we don't make it? Some, it's, it's stress from work and, and, and you feel so inadequate. How are we going to do this? How are we going to pull this off? Uh, I, 
there's a, there's a huge fear that many of us deal with. And, and um, you know, a lot of times we, we teenagers, you know, I want to speak to you and our young adults, but it's, this is for so many adults. I, I think there is a fear that we live with. And it's this fear of being ourselves. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's that fear of putting yourself out there. We're afraid of what other people will think. I see parents battling fear. I see parents who are afraid to parent. You ever see that? Parent afraid to even say no to their kids. Or I see parents who are out of fear. They're over-parenting their kids. They're over-sheltering their kids. It's, it's parenting driven by fear. What's your fear today? What, what's your stress? What's your anxiety? What is causing a storm even in your own soul today? Is it, is it change? I'm afraid of, of the future. I'm afraid of this transition. I'm afraid of losing someone. I'm afraid of, of this, this physical thing in my body. I'm afraid of death. We have friends back in Colorado. You know, a few weeks ago, Colorado had another shooting. And, and they've been through a lot. I, I have friends back in Colorado who are afraid to send their kids to school. We live in an age of fear. And there are so many fears that, that we live under that can dominate our lives. I think even for myself in my own life, I've wrestled with fear. It's, it's this fear of, of, am I enough? Do you know that fear? Am I, am I good enough to be a dad? Am I, am I enough? I don't know. I'm afraid. Am I enough to be a pastor? Am I enough to lead this church? And it's a fear that I've wrestled with and I've battled throughout my life. We all feel fear and feel it is real and it can come in and it can begin to take control of my life. And I just ask, what is it for you? you know, what are you afraid of? And can we just acknowledge today that on this journey in our life, from where we're at to where God wants us to be, we're going to face some fears. On this journey from, from right here to where God wants to lead us, we're going to face some fears. Fear is going to be a part of the journey. In fact, I believe that fear is a part of the discipleship journey. Because Jesus wants us to learn how to trust him. And that's why Jesus comes to us today with a powerful question, which is, in, which is a part of this series. And, and this is the question. Why are you so afraid? So think about the, the things that you're facing, maybe some of the fears in your own life. And the question Jesus wants to ask you is, why are you so afraid? The disciples are terrified. They're fearing for their lives. They're in this nasty storm. The water is breaking over the boat. They're crying out to Jesus. Jesus, save us. You look at this. Verse 39. What does Jesus do? This just blows my mind. Rubs the sleep out of his eye. He gets up. He rebukes the wind and says to the waves, Quiet. Be still. The wind died down. And he was completely calm. You know when, like, water doesn't, like, completely stop. 
You know how it like slows down? No, Jesus was just like, spoke. And everything went completely calm. That's our Jesus. He's the master of the storm. All he has to do is, peace, be still. And storm stops. Wow. That's our Jesus. And he looks over to the disciples. And he asks this question. Why are you so afraid? That is a crazy question. Only Jesus would ask a question like that. Imagine the disciples. Why, are, why am I so afraid? Why am I so afraid? Jesus, did you not read verse 37? <laughs> Furious storm. Waves crashing into the boat. We may drown. What you, why are you so afraid? What kind of question is that? We were about to drown. When we may drown, we feel afraid. What kind of question? Why are you so afraid? Didn't we see that a couple of weeks ago? Jesus meets a man who's been, an, you know, an invalid for 38 years. He's at this pool of Bethesda. He's waiting for his miracle and Jesus walks up to him and says do you want to get well what's with these questions Jesus Jesus asked these questions because questions begin to reveal our heart and we need to begin to ask questions about some of the fear that's in our own heart and life I think Jesus is asking every one of us the same question today. Why are you so afraid? And we go, Jesus, what do you mean, why am I so afraid? I don't have a job. Look what's in my bank account. Do you know who this, this situation I'm dealing with? Do you understand the pressure I'm under? And Jesus goes, hold on, hold on. Why are you so afraid? I think the first step in dealing with our fear is to actually acknowledge it. We don't like to acknowledge our fear. We ignore it. We hide it. Push it down, push it down. We pretend it's not there. That's not how you win the victory over fear. The way you win the victory over fear it's just like this. It's to have the courage to, number one, to notice your fear. Okay, hold on. I'm feeling afraid. And then number two, to get curious about it. Why am I so afraid? And that's the power of this question. Because it slows us down. You know, hold on. I, I'm noticing I'm afraid. I'm noticing this situation is causing anxiety in my life, and I'm going to get curious about this. Why am I so afraid? Where is this coming from? That's the power of this question. Where, what's going on in my heart? And am I trusting God in this situation? And that's how you win the victory over fear. And the truth is, until you do that, fear's always going to hold you back. I love the story of Felix Baumgartner. 
Uh, maybe you know him. And you're looking at that picture and you're going, what? That's not safe. What are you doing up there? That's Felix. Felix is the guy that went up in a capsule to the edge of outer space so that he could jump out of it from an altitude of 128,000 feet above the Earth so that he could break the record for the highest freefall jump with a parachute and also freefall so fast that he would become the first man to break the sound barrier in a freefall. Who does that? Talk about a leap of faith. My wife won't even let me get a motorcycle. <laughs> oh my goodness. And some of you saw that, some of you watched that. What a lot of people don't know about that, an amazing record-setting jump, is that it almost never happened. And Felix and his team, they were about four years into this. The capsule had been made. The spacesuit was ready. It was custom-made just for Felix. All kinds of engineering and planning had gone into this, and investors had poured millions and tens of millions of dollars into it. And Felix is at the Los Angeles airport. He's getting ready to fly back home to Europe where he lives, and he gets on the phone and he calls the director of the entire project, and he says, I'm sorry. I just can't do this. Because every time he put on that spacesuit, he would have a panic attack. Yeah, I think we're all like nodding our heads. Yeah, yeah, right? Of course, right? Of course, going to have a panic attack. But isn't it amazing, four years in, the entire mission comes to a screeching halt because of fear. Felix is a pretty fearless guy. He does a lot of these jumps. So they bring in a coach. They're going to coach him through his fears. We've got to do this. We're four years in. And What's the first question? What's going on, Felix? Why are you so afraid? And we go, it's obvious. Danger, death, jumping from 128,000 feet. Parachute doesn't open. Squish, just like grape. <laughs> Maybe it's, uh, it's one of those you know, falls where you start spinning and you can't get out of it and the blood is rushing to your brain and you land a vegetable. Maybe it was the actual a possibility they didn't know. If you break the speed of sound, free-falling, what if there is a double sonic boom that blows off your arms and legs? I'd be a little scared. And you know what it was for Felix? It was none of those things. It was the suit. Every time he got in that suit, he felt claustrophobic. When you do jumps like that, it's, you're not in a big suit. So he is having these panic attacks. And isn't it amazing that 
as he identified his fear and he got some coaching, he was able to feel the fear and jump anyways. And that's what he did. But there's nothing like fear to bring a mission to a screeching halt. And in your own life, in the mission God has for you, your role as a mom, as a dad, in your work, in your career, in your journey from where you're at to where Jesus wants to take you, the single biggest thing that can hold you back and stop everything is fear. Jesus knows the power of fear. And that's why he asks such a powerful question. Why are you so afraid? And believe it or not, here's where faith comes in. Felix took a leap of faith. If you want to let go of the fear in your life, there's no greater way to do that than to grab onto faith to grab onto something bigger than yourself. And that's the power of this question today. Why are you so afraid? And then what does Jesus say? Do you still have no faith? And that's where the story really gets good. What we see here at the end is that actually Jesus is bigger than every one of our fears. Jesus is big, and fear is small. So after Jesus speaks a word, and the storm stops, the wind calms, and everything goes still, the disciples take a deep breath. The Bible records their response to Jesus. And it's not, dude, that was awesome not, thank you, Jesus. Let's get a couple of drinks and enjoy the ride home. Their response, literally, when they saw Jesus stop everything with his word, the Bible says the disciples feared a great fear. Look at verse 41. In the NIV, it says they were terrified. I thought the storm was over. They just saw something more terrifying than even the storm. They were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. A minute ago, they thought they were going to die. They were afraid of the storm. Jesus does a miracle. Instantly, they're less afraid of the storm and they're more afraid of Jesus. And they're starting to say, who is this in the boat? Oh my goodness, the wind and the waves obey his voice. Isn't this crazy? I I think what's happening is they're starting to put two and two together. And in this instant, they see Jesus so clearly and they're overwhelmed with fear. Just like Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, 
he sees the Lord. And before this holy, holy God in all of his majesty and glory, Isaiah trembles and he's afraid. And one of the biggest issues we see in the scripture is this idea of the fear of God. And when you... This fear of, the, of God can change your relationship with every other fear. And that's what you need to understand today. There is a fear of God that changes your relationship with every other fear on planet Earth. Jesus is bigger than our fear. He is more awesome than our fear. He is more fearless than our fear. Fear is real. It dominates our lives. But Jesus is bigger than our fear. And I love the statement, to quote Felix the theologian, Felix in an interview, this was crazy, he said, fear has become a friend of mine. Fear has become a friend of mine. And that is what we have in Jesus Christ. Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. They were terrified and we say, he's my friend. He's my friend. And fear is no match for my friend. And my faith is bigger than my fears. Because Jesus is big and fear is small and he is the captain of the storm. All he has to do is say, peace. Be still. And many of us today, we live with storms in our heart. And today Jesus is saying, I am the captain of this storm. Peace, be still. Jesus is bigger than our fears. And so today as I close, I just invite you to move forward in your life and to overcome some of those fears that you're battling each and every day. I told you earlier, I am terrified of roller coasters. A couple of years, a few years ago, I was with my youth group back in Colorado. We were doing a mission trip in New York City. We end up at Coney Island at the Cyclone Roller Coaster, you know, AKA the Big Mama of Coney Island. And this is me facing my fears. I am terrified. Look, those are my. Those are, why would I have gotten on that roll? I have tears in my eyes. I have two friends with me. And fear has become a friend of mine. Nah, take that off. <laughs> you know the ornery teenager that, you know, hey, got this picture. So often in my life, I've just been so afraid of things. Just being, what if I'm not enough? I'm afraid I'm not enough. And last November, Jesus went with me to that fear. And I began to ask questions about that fear. And I noticed how it was holding me back. And Jesus took me to this scripture that I want to share with you today. It's from Proverbs. 
in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. There's a fear that changes your relationship with every other fear. The fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. Fear has become a friend of mine. And the confidence that I live in become, because of that, Scripture says is going to be a refuge for my children. There's a confidence that I get to live with that's going to be a blessing to everyone around me. Because I know who's with me in that boat. Jesus knows the power of fear. He knows what it can do to us. And Jesus himself felt afraid. Do you remember the garden? Jesus is considering the cross. He's sweating drops of blood. And Jesus faced that fear head on. He felt the fear. He did it anyways. And the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame. And Jesus became friend of fear so that I could become a friend of God. So that you could become a friend of God. Your sins could be forgiven. And Jesus could come into your life. If you're here today and you're facing fear without Jesus, you can invite him in right now. So the good news is that God came to us in the person of his son, Jesus. He lived the perfect life, was born without sin, and he faced every fear that we face, died on the cross and rose from the dead, so that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ can be saved. I think Jesus was laying in that boat, just waiting for someone to wake him up and call on his name. And whatever fear you're facing in your life, today is the day to call on his name. To say, I am moving forward in my life and my faith is going to be bigger than my fears. So as we come to the table, we take communion. We see the body that was broken, the blood with, that was shed. This is Jesus facing fear to save us. And we look at this we participate in this, and we begin to say, just like Jesus, we begin to say, why am I so afraid? Because I don't have to live in fear. Let's pray. God, thanks for this powerful reminder of who you are. You are awesome. Holy, holy, holy. And all fear will bow to your voice. As we sit at the table, as we meet with Jesus, I pray that we would be overwhelmed with a vision of who you are, your fearlessness, even towards us and bringing us into a relationship with God. For those dealing with fear today, would you speak to their hearts, peace, be still. Amen.